Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starline by a pair of writers and journalists for numerous magazines, newspapers, and publications. Their latest project is about a ski resort where guests can ski, go by skating, or potentially meet Mickey Mouse as Walt Disney's final passion project. What? You've never heard about Disneyland on the mountain? To tell us about it, we're joined by authors Greg Glasgow and Catherine Mayer. Hey, Sean. Friends, let's go beyond the mic. The 1960 Winter Olympics in Squaw Valley, California, was the origin of this project. Why hasn't this story been explained in this detail before now? We asked ourselves the same question when we started looking into this. We sort of discovered this story and... um yeah, the more we looked into it and realized, you know, the, the first sort of fact we saw is that, yeah, Disney tried to build this ski resort in the 1960s. It didn't really work out. It never happened. But as we looked into it, there's so much more to the story. Yeah, starting with those 1960 Olympics and going through this giant environmental battle. And we were just very surprised that no one had written a whole book about it before. So we tried. Quote, Walt never forgave himself for his short-sightedness of Disneyland. He vowed that with any new project he undertook, he would endeavor to control as much of the surrounding land as he could so those hotels, restaurants, and gift shops could all be Disney-run, unquote. How did acquiring the land to overcome his past mistakes open him up to potential failure? So, I mean, that was kind of what he said was actually kind of a problem for the environmental group when he was trying to build the ski resort because people were like you know he's going to make this whole situation super gaudy around the area he is going to do so much more than just the area where he's supposedly building the ski resort he's going to mar this area forever um but yeah but you know walt disney is certainly someone who when you know he learns from what happens in the past so certainly with Disneyland, he didn't want to make that mistake with, you know, having only a certain amount of area. So when he was starting to build the Mineral King project and when he was starting to build the Florida project, which then became Walt Disney World, he, you know, changed his tune a little bit. Current projects for the Disney company and even outside the company have been touched by the Mineral King project. What's the one thing that surprised you the most in your research about the influence of Mineral King for today? I think really the biggest surprise just was that, you know, this this theme of conservation that Walt really wanted to build this resort in Mineral King, California, as sort of a celebration of nature, of wildlife, and really to showcase the natural beauty of this area. He wasn't, as many people thought at the time, he wasn't looking to go in and build a giant Disneyland that was going to, you know, not fit in with the surroundings. And that's really something that Disney's taken to heart as it's gone forward with other projects like Alani in Hawaii and a lot of their hotels and things like that really are built to kind of celebrate the areas where they're located and to really fit into their natural surroundings. So there's definitely some lessons that Disney took away from this project in terms of just creating resorts and other projects that just fit in very well with their surrounding environment. Greg, Catherine, how has this project changed the way you see Disney? It changed quite a bit. I think the big thing was that for this project in particular, we realized who Walt was in, in many ways. And, you know, we think of him as this showman and, and certainly this very gregarious kind of fun guy who built 
things like Disneyland and created these wonderful animated features. But he actually had this really long history as a conservationist and a nature lover and a wildlife lover. And so that was certainly a, a big surprise to us as far as, you know, how deep that love ran. And, you know, a lot of it seemed, you know, of course, some of it could be lip service, but but certainly a lot of it seemed very genuine. So that was certainly a very big surprise to us. And Walt was a lifetime honorary member of the Sierra Club. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Disneyland on the Mountain is the book. Authors Greg Glasgow and Catherine Mayer joins us for The Rocky Nate. All this is is eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. Since we have two guests, well, we'll alternate questions. Catherine, what's the number one employee benefit that all employees need to take advantage of? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you really shocked me here. Um, uh, student loan repayment programs. Greg, favorite yacht rock band? Steely Dan, of course. Catherine, last Denver Nuggets game you went to? Um, I went to one of the Phoenix Suns playoff, playoff series games. Greg, how long was your typical walk to work? Uh, 20 minutes. Both of you, what's your favorite season? Autumn. Same. Greg, what was your worst blowout at a Geeks Who Drink Trivia Night? <laughs> uh, I think it was when I was only joined by one other player, and we lost quite badly, and I think we came in last place. Ooh, last place. E. Catherine, have you ever tried out for Jeopardy? No, I actually have not. She likes it, just hasn't done it yet. Has either of you been to Mineral King, and what was your first thoughts on it? We have been to Mineral King. We were there sort of right at the beginning of this whole book project. Uh, we thought it was great. I mean, you can really see, you know, we could see the potential there for the ski resort with all the mountains surrounding, and you can really see how impressive it would have been. And we could also see how beautiful it was and sort of peaceful and really why these environmentalists wanted to keep the place protected. I'm going to sneak in one more. Favorite Disney theme park ride? Oof. Toy Story Mania? I would say Splash Mountain, although now it's being revamped, so we'll see. It might even be cooler now that they're retheming it. But It's time for one big question with authors of Disneyland on the Mountain. Catherine Mayer, Greg Glasgow joining us beyond the mic. When Walt backed a project, he did it with all his power, like Mary Poppins' dollar signs usually followed. If Walt had survived longer, would Mineral King's fight been so easily lost we really wonder about this i think we think it could have been different certainly because because walt certainly had that history with the environmental groups with a lot of conservationists and he you know he was great at explaining he was great at talking he was great at getting along with people and a lot of the environmental opposition really took off after he had passed away yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, he would have, you know, there's quite a good possibility he would have been able to find compromises with his people, would have been able to explain more about what he was trying to do. And really, you know, the passion he had for this project in Mineral King, California, didn't necessarily die with him completely in 1966 when he died. But, you know, the company, as it went forward after his death, maybe some of the leadership wasn't as certain about how this fit into sort of the Disney portfolio as Walt was. So, you know, they really tried to complete it sort of in his, in his honor, but they maybe didn't share that same driving passion to, to get it done that Walt had. 
Friends, where can people find you online? Disneylandonthemountain.com is the website, and that has links to where you can purchase the book, find out more about us and the book, and you can leave us a message and send us an email, and we'd love to hear from people who read the book and you know what they think of it and, and their kind of opinion on what, you know, which side they fall on. Greg loves Steely Dan. Catherine hasn't tried out for Jeopardy, but loves the show, and they both want you to read Disneyland on the Mountain. Catherine Mayer, Greg Glasgow. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you, Sean. Thanks so much, Sean. And that, my friends, is... I'll be on the mic shortcut. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app.